0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: Wisdom is something that should be seen in your life by the decisions that you make, the words that you speak, and the actions that you take. In other words, for a believer, by means of that ministry of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life, wisdom should be evident. So let me ask you this question. When people look at you, are they seeing wisdom, God's wisdom being displayed in you and through you? Faithfulness will indeed cause you to have a testimony that that points to the wisdom of God ruling your life. With that said, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Proverbs. We began this book last week. We looked at the first 19 verses of chapter 1, and now we're ready for the second half of this book, the second half of chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 20. And again, we're going to see undeniably that there is an emphasis upon wisdom being made evident through believers through the people of god look with me to verse 20 proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 and notice the first word it's the word wisdom but it may not be reflected in your translation but when i look at the hebrew here wisdom is in the plural so we're speaking about a abundant wisdom A wisdom that is unique, a wisdom that is discernible from simply knowledge and understanding that comes perhaps through learning or through experience or through some other physical means. So here, the word wisdom is in the plural in order to show that it's unique, that it is a heavenly, that it is an abundant wisdom, not uh, found normally and naturally in this world. And he says here wisdom literally wisdoms are outside meaning they're in the public they are able to be seen and what does wisdom do outside notice it says it will shout in the streets now the word here for streets is the basic hebrew word for a street but but in ancient english it saw this word as referring to perhaps the plazas or the squares that are common in many loca- locations but here the emphasis is how wisdom will shout and this word for shout is a word for for an emotion and usually an excitement one that that is is originating from the fact that through this wisdom and this shout there is going to be a good outcome god's wisdom brings about a good result and therefore sure we should be public about wisdom we should display it we should proclaim it in a a public manner and then it says at the end of this verse titen kola she will give and wisdom is seen in the feminine in hebrew wisdom she will give her voice meaning That she will be able to be discerned to heard she is going to be evident and that's what we should understand that God wants us he commands us he expects from us that we behave according to wisdom not the knowledge of this world not the elementary things of this world but rather we should be distinct different unique and set apart and wisdom enables us to discern things differently from the rest of the world and provide a godly witness to others that they can see that there's something different about us and what is discernible is this supernatural this abundant wisdom look now to verse 21 it says at the head and some bibles will say concourses now this is a word where its basic meaning is something that makes noise kind of a a humming sound and what i mean by a humming sound is if you are with a crowd of people and you listen you can hear that crowd the noise of the crowd and that's what's being emphasized here so at the chief place where crowds gather where there's a noisy group of people simply because of the numbers of people it says here she will proclaim meaning again the emphasis is that wisdom needs to be public it needs to be proclaimed it needs to be evident in public places and then it says in the entrances of gates of the cities she will say her words so again in public places where there are large amounts of people gathering, acting, functioning, doing things, we who know God, we who have access to the wisdom of God, we should live in a discernible way that is different from others, that we make different choices. Now, let me pause for a moment and say this. As we approach the end times, and we are, when we behave according to biblical wisdom the wisdom that 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 is ministered to us by means of the holy spirit that wisdom those type of decisions are not going to be embraced by society there is coming into this world a very evil spirit i would say the spirit of the antichrist and anything that is discernible as originating from god and pleasing to god and and makes evident the character of god is going to be attacked in this world but that does not mean that we should become complacent or silent and not behave according to wisdom look now to the second part of this verse let's read the whole verse again verse 21 at the chief places that are 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 bustling are noisy wisdom will proclaim in the entrances to the gates of the city we see that once again her words she would speak now verse 22 ad matai now that is an expression in hebrew which means until when we might understand it kind of with the sense of how long This phrase, Admatai in Hebrew, shows some dissatisfaction, perhaps some frustration, perhaps some uh, uh, being a little antsy for a change. And what does this scripture say? Look again at verse 22 where it says, How long, and then the next word, the simple ones. It's in the plural, people who behave not according to the knowledge of God, the truth of God, the wisdom of God, but here we're talking about individuals that that base their life on the elementary things of this world. Now, we need to pause for a moment, and we all know the verse where we are admonished by God to live a simple life. This is not what we're talking about here. When it talks about the simpletons, what it's talking about are people that reject the things of God and they they are committed to we might even say in bondage to the things the elementary things of this world we are not called to be worldly minded and that's what is simple to this someone who is worldly minded and makes decisions based upon the ways of the world instead of the ways of God so he says here how long until when will the simpletons, they will love simple things. Now, we see here that they are a, a outcome of their thoughts, of their desires, what they like, what they are committed to. And then it says, they, let's seem, let's seem, are those who, who scoff at things. And this word simply speaks to those who tend to, not to approach life seriously they are very careless with their words with their actions how they think everything for them is just a a game is folly is foolishness and therefore he warns that these scoffers they they covet they are given over to in other words their own folly and fools look at the end of verse 22 and fools they will hate knowledge and here we're talking about true knowledge the knowledge of god so the problem here is this there are people and they don't want to discern things they don't want to think they don't want to investigate spiritual matters why because they love the things of this world and furthermore they desire they covet folly meaning foolishness not taking things seriously living a life that is meaningless now we're reading from the book of proverbs we know who the author is we learned that last week it's shlomo or king solomon and king solomon also wrote the book of kohelet that is the book of ecclesiastes and and what is the key word there In the same way that wisdom is paramount in the study of proverbs this book we find that the word for vanity or futility is is dominant in the book of ecclesiastes and what is solomon looking for he is looking for meaning something that has and hear this carefully eternal value and what he's saying now let's go back to proverbs what he's saying at the end of of this verse is that foolish ones and what's a foolish one a foolish one rejects what he knows to be true this word in hebrew speaks about someone who although he knows something his life his actions his words his thoughts his decisions do not reflect what he knows that is foolish and what he says here look at the end of this verse we see that such a one will hate knowledge why he continuously rejects knowledge why because he doesn't want to live according to truth according to known things he wants to go his own way and we'll see this in a moment look at verse 23 verse 23 Is the basic word for turning. Now, we need to understand this in two ways. Sometimes when we look at the Bible, we see something being said, and it can be understood rightly in two different understandings. Now, we have the word, let me just read it here it's the word teshuvu, which is a verb, and it's derived from the same word teshuvah, which is repentance now repentance is a turn and what it's saying here is this they should turn to my reproof that's what we should do reproof is a word of of discipline meaning this a reproof biblically speaking is god saying you ought not do that this is not good so he rebukes us he he reproves us and says, don't do this. Now we should turn to his reproof. That's what wisdom is. But also we can understand it as such people, these scoffers, these foolish ones, they turn and they turn not to his reproof, reproof, and reproof reprovement. What happens? They turn away from it and this is how we should understand this first part what god is saying is turn to my reproof my rebuking of you and he says if so what will he do he nay this is a word of paying attention it's a word that says something significant is about to follow he says behold i will and this is a word for bubbling up or pouring out i will pour out to you my spirit now when we repent we are turning towards god therefore we will have access to the spiritual and he says i will make known to you my words now it all begins with repentance and again repentance in its most both basic form is to agree with god Therefore, after agreeing with God, we're able to bear fruit worthy of repentance, which means that that proves that demonstrates that we have repentance. But repentance is simply it begins with agreeing with God, His standards, His ways, and saying yes to His reproof. Move on now to verse 24. Because I have called. But what happens but you have rejected you have prohibited in other words behold i have called but the problem is you these foolish ones these scoffers they they uh uh re- rebuke god's reproof they reject they prohibit what god is saying and then god says i have uh, stretched out my hand but what happens Ve'en there is no one who's listening now i hope you're seeing something in this second part of chapter one god is willing to give wisdom god is willing to teach god is willing to reveal what he desires what he believes is good and of course what god says is good is good it is right it is proper it is desirable it is what we should be willing to receive but what's happening here what we're seeing here is that these scoffers these clowns these foolish ones they are willfully rejecting they are willfully prohibiting God's truth from entering into their life why because they're not interested in serving God and we always have to ask ourselves we get up in the morning, do I want to serve God? Do I want to do His will? Am I going to be an individual that demonstrates a commitment to the purposes of God? If so, then God's going to supply wisdom and understanding and knowledge. If not, if if I reject His will, then, then God's not going to provide anything that's going to assist us in accomplishing his will notice the end of verse 24 there is no one who is listening verse 25 now the 25th verse begins with a word of we could say annoyance or being bothered and what he says here basically is that these people you and it's in the plural you will be bothered by all of my counsel god He wants to give counsel to us. He wants to assist us in setting our our ways in the proper direction, going in the proper pathways. God's willing to do it. He's desiring, He's able. And and what happens? Well, these individuals, we have this word, va tifreu. They are bothered. He says, You are bothered. You are annoyed by all my counsel. And again, the same word for a rebuke or a reproving or a re re a, a word of, of setting things in order, it says here, you will not be wanting. Now, there's a couple different words in Hebrew for desiring or wanting. And we have the word roze, which means I want. Or we have the word hafetz, which is a stronger word. And then we have this word. This is probably the strongest word in the Hebrew language for desiring and wanting. And what this scripture says, look at the end of verse 25. My reproof, my rebuke, my desire to set things in order, it says, you strongly do not want. Verse 26, also I, your, and notice, because there's this rejection of God's desire to set things in order, God's wisdom, God's knowledge, God's counsel, because of that, God says, also I, and he's talking about at your calamity, at your catastrophe, he says, I will laugh and I will mock when your fear when it comes so notice he says something you're going to have because you reject the wisdom of god you are in essence inviting calamity catastrophe and what else fear into your life now let's pause again and talk a moment about fear. And we're not talking about the fear of the Lord that is giving God priority, but we're talking about a fear that is terrifying. Something that you see, something that's about to happen, something that you're going to experience, and it scares you in a very, very strong manner. Now, we know something. When, when we have fear, we can fill that fear in the pit of our stomach and it's not a pleasant feeling fear never feels good it is unsettling it is disturbing and this is what we choose we choose this fearful disturbing things to be brought into our life for us to witness their coming and they will arrive there And God says, because we have rejected and we scoffed and acted foolish in regard to his desires to set our life in order for us to hear his reproof and we've rejected it. Therefore, God says, I will laugh and I will mock when, when this calamity and fear comes upon you. Look now to verse 27. Now there's a word here that is most significant. It is the word Shoah. Now, I don't know if you heard the word Shoah before, but if we translate it, it's usually the Hebrew word for the Holocaust, a great, great catastrophe, a horrible outcome. And and what he says here, look at verse 27. He says, when comes as a Holocaust, your fear. So this holocaust, and we're speaking about simply a great and awful catastrophe, calamity happening to someone, and it's going to bring about fear upon these people. And then he uses another word for a catastrophe, a calamity. He says, and your calamity as, and now he uses the word for a storm or a whirlwind. What this is speaking about is something that happens very very quickly this word is the modern hebrew word that is oftentimes used for a tornado now i used to live in in south florida and we would have hurricanes and one of the good things about a hurricane is this that you would know that it is coming for days you would be alerted that there's a tropical depression in the Atlantic in the southern Atlantic and uh, you would be told that it's likely go to form and become a hurricane in a few days and then after it does you're given two three four days to prepare so that's the the nature of a hurricane this is not the word for a hurricane this is a word for a tornado which tends to form very quickly And the devastation that comes from a tornado can also happen in a moment. There's not a lot of advance notice. And this is what he's saying. Look again at verse 27. One comes as a holocaust, meaning a great disaster, which will bring you to fear. And then he uses another synonym for holocaust or catastrophe. He says your calamity as a tornado it will come and it says when it comes upon you and it's going to bring notice the word tribulation tsara or trouble and the word sukkah which is great uh great misfortune and he uses these exceedingly strong words words that are are very very precise he uses them to show when you say no to god's truth his revelation his his wisdom knowledge understanding when we reject that what we're saying is god please send me these fearful calamities please place upon me a catastrophe one of the worst types have it come quickly and have it bring about great devastation in my life now no one would want to tell god god do this but what he's teaching us is this when we reject wisdom that is exactly what god hears us saying and god will indeed in the right time at the right purpose bring it about look now to verse 28 then they will call to me and I will not answer now who's speaking here God he says it's after this calamity this holocaust this trouble and I'm not speaking about the holocaust that happened 80 some years ago we're talking about that word the word Shoah referring to a great catastrophe and here God is saying this look again at verse 28 then as a result of this this catastrophe they will call upon me meaning they'll call to God but God says I will not answer I won't respond they will seek me and this word for seeking is the word for seeking with great intensity great commitment it is derived from the word shachar which is the earliest part in the morning So oftentimes, uh, world-class athletes, they'll get up very, very early to train. Why? They have a commitment to their sport. Likewise, people, I can remember in, in high school and college, we would have a test and the best students would get up early and they would study, not just late at night, but they would sleep just a few hours so they could get up early and again review it's a show a commitment so this word shahar shows a commitment because it speaks of the earliest part of the morning so he says they will seek me but they will not find me now it's interesting because the same vocabulary is used for someone who sincerely will seek god and this one who does so sincerely based upon the instructions of god this one will find him but he uses a, a a same vocabulary but with a very different uh outcome these after they suffer they'll turn to god but god will not be found by them verse 29. now we have the word tachat, Which is the word for we might say because or in exchange of so there is something that god is teaching us because of how they responded and their failure to receive wisdom and understanding when god was rebuking and reproving they rejected that ignored it because of that there's going to be an outcome look at verse 29 in exchange for that for they because they hated knowledge and the fear of the lord they would not choose this is the outcome because of their decisions what they failed to do what did they fail to do because they hated knowledge and the fear of the lord they refused they would not choose it he says They did not desire that same word for wanting something, desiring something, that strong word. They did not want my counsel. And then we have that same word for reproving, rebuking, punishing. It says they, and this is a word for disdaining something, but not just disdaining it, speaking almost in a blasphemous way against something now we need to have the right picture god approaches this is the image that the book of proverbs is giving us god approaches the simpleton the foolish one the scoffer and god rebukes them and says this way that you're living these decisions that you're making are not pleasing to me they are not good and if you continue in this you are going to experience catastrophe a calamity you are going to experience those things which will bring great fear upon you and remember fear is not a pleasant feeling god says this is going to be your outcome and what do they do they in the strongest way possible they do not desire any of what god is wanting to provide look now to verse 31 god is a fair judge we all know the scripture that which we sow we will reap that's what he's talking about in verse 31 when he says they will eat from the fruit of their way and it says here they will be and this is a word in the literal sense it's to be satisfied satisfied but in this case it's simply saying they're going to be full of now, this word can, can refer to God supplying something and supplying it to the fullest extent. And what we have here, if you look at this word, this is their counsels, what they deemed as proper. And they are going to get what he's saying is the full measure, the full outcome of the counsel that they followed. Now, again, their counsel originated from themselves they said it this way i'm going to make my life's decisions i'm not going to submit to god's instructions i'm not going to pay attention to what god says is wise what demonstrates understanding what is based upon a a mature knowledge of god no they reject all of that and god says they are going to be full up he is going to fill them up they're going to be full of the outcome of their own counsels verse 32 now in verse 32 we have a word that i'm very familiar with because in israel for our weekly television show in the hebrew language i've been teaching from the book of jeremiah for for a long time it's a long book 52 chapters and a word that appears in the prophecy of jeremiah is this word now i don't know how it's translated in your bible but it's a word and if you look at it it's very similar very similar to the word teshuva or repentance it involves turning but (coughs) excuse me in this case it's not turning to god that's repentance but it's turning away from god and how many times it's translated in the book of jeremiah it speaks of backsliding going in the wrong direction you were going the right way but you went backwards the wrong way backsliding and that's this word here notice what it says in verse 32 because of the backsliding of the simple ones those who reject the wisdom of god and rely upon the knowledge of this world, the ways of this world, what's gonna happen? This backsliding and this this simple approach to life based upon how the world functions is going to bring about, he says here, their death. You will be put to death because of such a view. And then we have another word, the word shal, shalva. Now, this is in the construct form, shalvat, but what's important about this is this is a word for tranquility. It is a word of peace, but in this case, it's a false tranquility. It comes from an individual that thinks, my way is the best way. And they have been deceived to rely upon their own understanding, not upon the wisdom of God, the truth of God, the counsel of God. They are relying upon their own understanding and they think that it is going to bring them to paradise a good life tranquility all those things that they are seeking and what does god say here the tranquility of fools will destroy them so here it's speaking about death and destruction based upon this backsliding characteristic and a false a false pathway to tranquility there is no tranquility apart from god you are not going to follow the imaginations of your mind what you think is right what many people are calling today false teachers your destiny you're not going to follow that and find paradise You're going to follow that and find what it says here, death and destruction. Well, now look at our last verse, verse 33, where he says, Listen to me. And literally it says this, the ones who are listening to me, it's in the singular, he's calling every person individually, listen to me. Why? The one who listens to me will dwell in safety. This is word true security. There is not security in this world. Security is found in the kingdom of God. And when we hear this carefully, when we are basing our life's decisions upon the instructions of God, the counsel of God, the wisdom of God, the understanding of God, the commandments of God, when we do that, we are inviting security into our life does that mean we'll never suffer didn't say that but we will be secure in him and we will do what exactly what messiah told those seven congregations in revelation chapters two and three that you will overcome if you're listening if you have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying and the spirit gives this wisdom this understanding this knowledge If you're listening to the spirit you will overcome this is what his promises again verse 33 and he who is listening to me will dwell securely and then it says and the the and this is a word shanan is a word that uh, also relates to tranquility being in a relaxed relaxed state he says and the the tranquility of the fear of evil meaning this he will not be in the false false uh, uh state of a a tranquility based upon the fear of evil he won't fear evil he will have tranquility true tranquility and he will be sheltered from any fear of evil that's the proper way to understand this verse so listen to god you're going to dwell in security and not just security but also in a true tranquility if you reject him you'll have that false tranquility that in the end will bring great fear because that calamity that catastrophe is going to be placed upon you so again let's conclude with reading this one more time And he who listens to me will dwell in security and tranquility and he will be free from that's the implication free from the fear of evil what's evil the character of this world you look at this world and it's becoming more and more and more evil why well there is a great expansion of knowledge but it's the knowledge of this world it it originates of this world it is not the knowledge of god that's the difference you have a choice to make everyone's going to have to make this choice either you are going to seek the wisdom of god and be led in his pathways speaking demonstrating bearing evidence to the wisdom of god ruling your life or you'll reject that and you will embrace the knowledge of the world and what will the knowledge of the world bring upon you calamity catastrophe a false sense of tranquility you'll be achieving that you think and what's going to happen evil is going to destroy you that is what This first chapter and the second half of this first chapter is admonishing us. Let's make a wise decision to submit to the instructions of God and to display and to proclaim the wisdom of God publicly. That is what a true disciple will want to do. Well, I'll close with that. Shalom from Israel.
0: as you walk with him. Shalom from Israel.